They drove a serious tank Cadillac and wore a cigar on his lip. Don't you know the devil wears a cigar? All right, everybody. It's December 11th, Saturday night, uh, big UFC fights night, Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira fighting for the lightweight title, and uh, a bunch of other shit going on too. So let's uh, get Diggs on the phone and get this party started. This is the captain speaking. Captain. Captain. Yes. The show has started. It, it, so it has begun. It has begun. Hey, uh, did you hear? Uh, I, I heard you were watching some fights tonight, dude. Yeah. Uh, prelims UFC. It was on. And man, Jesus Christ. Dominic Cruz put on probably fight of the night like he got almost knocked out in the first round and then came back and won by decision but it was a brawl all the way donna cruz was used to be the champion back in the day dan white says there's a fight on that was not even like a prelim it was before the prelim and he goes you got to watch this guy he just he wants to fight everybody he calls everybody out and he i guess he called diaz out nate oh yeah and uh, oh yeah he called him out, and uh, he goes, hey, who knows if Diaz wants to fight him or not? But the thing is, this guy is so aggressive. He wants, he, he if he, whatever Jimmy goes goes to, he wants to beat the biggest guy in there. He doesn't care about weight classes. He doesn't do any of that. He's just like, let's go. <laughs> Sounds like someone else I know. Um, <laughs> um Big fight, though. There's two big fights, two championship fights tonight. Dustin Poirier, the guy that beat Conor McGregor, actually snapped his fucking leg in half. You remember that? I thought Conor McGregor just did a bad uh, dance move. And uh, when he faded back, he, uh, well, sorry, broke his leg. Broke his ankles. Yeah, pretty well, much. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, he broke his He broke, well, he checked a kick or he, something. He like broke that. his own shit. Right, he, he broke ch- his own shit. Checked a kick, checked a kick, and fucking snapped his fucking shin in half. Anyway, so he's fought Poirier before, and they're they're due for another one. But uh, since Connor's, you know, in rehab, you know, trying to get back to fighting shape. I mean, the guy recently posted pictures on Instagram. He's fucking jacked. He's like 190 pounds, and like, you know, Connor. Yeah, and looked like he's been doing CrossFit for like fucking eight months. He's huge. But anyway, uh, Poirier is fighting Charles Oliveira, who's a slickster Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. They call him the Brazilian cowboy. But um, he's no joke. So whatever happens tonight is probably going to get, you know, I think it's for the title. And then uh, fucking Amanda Nunez is fighting Juliana Pena. She fights Pena fight trained out of Spokane. I think she still might actually. I, I heard uh, who was the first gal you said? 
Amanda Nunez. She's the champ. Yeah, I, I heard. I, dude, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that clip I sent you about Dana White. I did. I heard he got COVID. Does, so, no, 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 no. But did you see the part where he was talking about that she, Nunez, got in a fight with a bouncer at a bar and oh. straight beat his ass so bad that they called the cops? <laughs> she beat up a male bouncer at a bar. Jesus. I, I tell you, you don't put. There's certain people you don't put your hand around their waist. They'll fucking knock you the fuck out. Okay, so I met uh, Chris Cyborg. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met her in real life. Actually, I have a picture with her, and she's standing next to me. Like, I mean, she's. I don't know. I think she's six one, and probably at the time weighed probably close to two hundred pounds, and she's standing next to me, and I was like in. I was competing, and I want to say you were in prime. You were you were in was, prime shape, and right, you, you were like in prime shape. One hundred and forty-five pounds, you know, and like six inches shorter than this woman. You're just you're ripped. Six inches shorter. You're like a, a eight inches shorter than her, and she's got she's got fucking she's got another eighty pound forty pounds of muscle than you don't. I mean, that's I ain't talking shit to her. Listen, I think that she's like fucking. She was like probably taking the roids, you know, in Brazil back in the day because, you know, that was the thing. Like they didn't check, you know, and they checked men, men barely, you know, even up until probably like the 2010s. And then, you know, steroid use was pretty rampant in the UFC, kind of like um, WWF. And uh, they, once it started to become more mainstream, they really put the clamp down and the te- got real on the testing. So like the Diaz brothers started getting popped for weed all the time, <laughs> you know, like, and then the steroid guys, you know, were getting washed out too. So anybody that was using, they were doing testing, you know, to make the UFC an actual league. Hey, I will tell you though, as a daily user, the weed thing, <laughs> it, it, it does help out with the things like anxiety, uh, depression medication, uh, pain pills. I've been on all of them. I would rather just smoke weed and just like decompress and relax and just hang out. No, it's, 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 it's like we were trying to say, segue into Dana White. As soon as Dana White found out, he, you heard he got COVID. As soon as he got COVID, who did he call? He called Joe Rogan Doctor and he called him, he called him Dr. Joe and he goes, what did you do? And he goes, this is what you do. And he gave him the whole game plan. This is what you do. This is, you know, you take this and, and the horse pill doesn't come in until like the third day, but you, you, you know, they like to call it the horse pill. So fine. I'll call it the fucking horse pill, but it's part of the fucking regiment. Anyway, then you do that, and then he goes. Then you go back onto these. Uh, he's had some sort of a IV, IV drip or something, and you do that for two or three days until until the COVID's until you test negative. And uh, I think it took Dana White five days, five days. And he said, he, and they he, they asked him, "How do you feel?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, okay." 
I got COVID and I feel like I've had the best week of my life. Yeah, he also said on the fifth day at 9 a.m., so like really four days. It's not like he had labored the fifth day and magically went away at 10 p.m. He's not in the bathroom puking. Well, the thing is, he he brought a good point. He brought a great point. He goes, he goes well, let's say I didn't do what I did. What does the World Health Organization say? They say if you test positive for COVID – quarantine yourself for like 10 days and then see how you feel. And he's like, see, what do you mean? You want me to just wait around? He's like, no, I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to be proactive. I'm proactive because I'm a fighter. I want to be able to fight my way through something. What, what, what gains do you get by just getting labeled sick? And then you just sit in your bedroom all by yourself. Yeah, like I mean, you're not really nothing. You're not really. You're just keeping yourself away from other people and hoping you don't die. Exactly. It's not like they're doing shit for you. It's not like you're the president of the United States and they were giving him like special steroids and all sorts of shit because like it's the president of the United States. You know, I mean, like, can they give him some pills that keep him awake? Uh, they probably did. <laughs> no, he doesn't stay awake much. Oh, oh! You're talking about our president. When I say the president, I meant Donald Trump. You're talking about actual the guy sitting president. Well, you got to give you got to give him respect. He's he's sleepy Joe. I don't sleepy think, Joe. I don't think I don't think he's our president. The people yeah. on this uh, podcast. Hey, did you hear about that uh, shit happened up in Seattle? What happened now? The city councilwoman. Oh, did did Sawant get recalled? She's getting recalled. She claimed victory. There's uh, only a 200-vote gap. Are you fucking serious? And and there's like 4% left to count. And there's like... no. And no, and check this out. Check this out. There are like uh, 6,000 votes that have questionable signatures that oh well and I, I when you say questionable signatures i think in my head it's like 6000 votes that have the same exact handwriting <laughs> like it's one person just signing like autographs like yeah i'm babe ruth i'm babe ruth i'm babe ruth I'm i have a uh, i have a baseball with um do you know who alvin davis is the baseball player for the mariners like 1970 whatever no, he they call him Mr. Mariner. He was like the Ken Griffey before Ken Griffey. But anyways, well, I, I, know, I, I know Mr. Mariner. I, I didn't know him as his name. I know Mr. Mariner. Okay, His name's Alvin Davis. And um, I have a autographed baseball from him on my desk and I'm looking at it right now and I'm looking at his signature. And it, honestly, if you said, look for Alvin Davis's signature and I'm looking straight at it. I don't know if I could say 100% that that's Alvin Davis's signature, even though I saw him autograph the ball right in front of me. I did a charity event for him. Like, so I don't know. You know, you know, I got an autograph. If, if we're talking about like counterfeit, my signature is pretty, pretty, I got pretty the, iffy. <laughs> I got the best counterfeit signature ever. And it's a real signature, but it's, it, if anybody inspected it, 
like a like a, a baseball, you know, guy that looks at baseball balls that are signed, and he's like, ah, you know, who would sign it there? So I I I went to uh, my dad used to take me to all these LPGA tour events, and Nancy Lopez was married to a guy named Ray Ray Knight, and Ray Knight was Nancy's caddy after he finished his uh, his uh, major league baseball career. I think he was a pitcher. I'm not sure, but his name was Ray Knight and he was Nancy's caddy. He was like, okay, my wife supported me the whole time I was going through my career and now I can help her out. Now I'm retired. So, but nobody, nobody paid him attention. Like, like after the round, cause we were in the, uh, the on the golf course, we had passes and stuff and we were on the golf course and, so we saw all the professional players and then you'd see the caddies and nobody's talking to the caddies. And my dad goes, Hey, uh, you know who that guy is over there? I go, no. And he goes, okay, cool. He goes, and this is my dad. My dad's like, we're going to go. So my dad took me to Cheney stadium, bought a baseball. Right. Went back up the next day. Cause this is like a four day tournament. Went back up the next day and he goes, Hey, he goes, take this baseball with you. And as soon as you get a chance, uh, when he, when they separate at the end of the round, he'll be by himself. You just go up and say, Hey, Mr. Knight, will you sign the, could you sign my ball? And so I went up there and I did it and he goes, okay, here's your chance. So I, I shuffled up there and he's just sitting there with her golf bag. He's just, you know, writing some things down in his caddy book. And I go, uh, Hey, Mr. Knight. And he looks down at me and he kind of looks and I, and I pulled out this baseball out of my pocket and I go, could you, could I get your autograph? And he was so like smitten. I haven't been able to use the word smitten in a while. This guy was smitten. He was just like, cause his glory days was over. Somebody recognized him. He hasn't felt this way in a while. He used to be, you know, in a major league stadium you know, now he's, you know, wiping down a club. I, I know how that is. I'm a caddy, but he looked and he, he talked to me for a minute and he just moved this ball all around. He moved it all around trying to figure out the best place to sign it. And, uh, he took out his pen and he wrote it on his caddy pad before he wrote it on the ball. Cause he wanted to make sure it was perfect. And he wrote his, signed his name and he goes, here you go, kid. He goes, Hey, thanks. I go, no, thank you, Mr. Knight. And I'd walk back over to my dad and my dad goes, Hey, let me see the ball. And he looks at the ball and, uh, he goes, he goes, what a shitty place to sign it. And it said Ray Knight. And it was a stitching from the baseball manufacturer right underneath it. It said made in Taiwan. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my dad never said what a shitty place to sign it. But the thing is, it's like, I looked at it later in life. And I'm like, made in Taiwan. This thing looks counterfeit. Like totally. Why would you sign it there? <laughs> Fucking American sport baseball. Maybe that was his joke. Maybe. Maybe that was his joke. That's a. If it was, that's a hell of a joke. Pretty funny joke. Oh, either way, it was funny. You a funny joke? Uh, what is it? I did you. I heard Bob Dole left a pretty interesting letter behind after he died. 
you hear about that? Oh yeah. He said, uh, in, in, I'll, I'll make it real short. Uh, his daughter, his daughter or granddaughter was reading, uh, his, uh, and you can go online and hear the whole thing, or you can read the whole thing reading it. It's probably, probably better. But, uh, he said, you know, he was talking about how like, he's not walking alone. He knows he's walking with God and he goes, and, and it was, for me, it was a throwback to the movie, uh, uh, what was that Kevin Costner movie, uh, where he built a baseball field in his cornfield field of dreams. Yeah. And, and Kansas. Right. I think, I think, I think that movie was in Kansas and, uh, the Senator sits there and he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not walking alone, but I wonder if I'm right when I, uh, think heaven's a lot like Kansas. He said, I and he hope, goes, yeah, I hope heaven looks and he, like Kansas. And he, and, looks, and then he goes, and then he, and then he goes, and then he goes, uh, and I wonder like the people have that have passed before me, if I'm still allowed to vote in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Well, you got to, and, and, and I, and I didn't get it right away. I didn't get the joke right away and I had to rewatch it. And then I had to remember the memes I saw were like, like they did like the boat parade for like Trump. Trump had all these people in every port fucking going with their flags, big boats. And, and then, and then, uh, Biden won. And then you saw the Biden, uh, boat parade and it was coffins floating down a street. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> because it was referencing because like Ill- illegitimate, illegitimate votes. Right. Dead, and, dead and voters. The weird, well, put it this way. He's trying to say who's going to use my dead vote. <laughs> well, 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 no, put it. No, but no, 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 not, not his dead vote. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, it's like, Can I still New vote York in Chicago. Now, well, well, yeah, and I wonder if he's going to turn Democrat. A dead guy from Kansas. <laughs> but, the th- but the thing is, is that New York is passing a, a not a, a is passing a local law that uh, non citizens over eight hundred thousand of them can vote in New York. Now, if I don't remember much about school because they never really taught me about balancing a budget or this or that they they did teach me about history but also i remember as a kid i think you probably were at the far end of this but every every day in elementary school and junior high the first class we were in you had to stand up do the pledge allegiance to the flag and you had to do that thing and then class got on you had class and you know but the thing is, it's like nobody has a respect of those who came before us. Like we got it easy. We, you really think we got it so super bad or people got, think it's got so super bad. It's like, how about travel? How about you get on a fucking plane and go somewhere else and realize your utopia looks like a shithole? Do you ever think that you're just kind of old and become out of touch? I mean, think you about, know, oh. I, I think, I think if anything, I was young and out of touch and I, I'm, I'm older and in touch, but 
the younger generation thinks I'm out of touch because they're like, oh, he doesn't know the new trends. And I'm like, no, I went through trends. I remember Pet Rock. I remember fucking all these things that, you know, some nerd still collects in his garage or his basement or whatever. And I understand that nostalgia, you know. I remember playing the first video games, the first Nintendos, but I also remembered that you celebrated family, people got together for the holidays, you didn't check, you know, hey, is grandma vaccinated? If she's not vaccinated, she she can't come inside. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are, I, no matter how I look at it, it's like life is short and it's like, you, you either enjoy your time here or you don't because you don't know if this you don't know if this vax this covid thing's going to kill you or you're going to get hit by a car that didn't stop at a red light when you're walking across the street you know or somebody sh- aiming at somebody else in a gangbang and then you're in the crossfire and you get shot i mean there's so many more ways for us to die it's like people are so concerned about this is going to kill us. And it's like, it's killing people. Like, I think the coronavirus is getting at the end of its deal because the new Omicron. Not not that powerful. And that's what happens at the end of a virus cycle is that it becomes more less. But right now they're pushing like, oh, if you have a kid between five and 12, you know, we got a uh, shot for them. You should get them, you know, vaccinated immediately. And it's like, hey, my kid's got asthma. Um, no. Yet there are people, there's a school, like I said on the last podcast or two, that actually coerced, they uh, bought their whole, uh, all the students pizza and then gave them an injection and told them not to tell their parents. That's unfucking believable. I, I tell mean, you, that's why. I mean, think about this. Okay, when I asked if you were felt if you were old and out of touch, is because if you think about people that are twenty years old, basically were born on nine eleven. You know what I mean? Like they don't know shit about shit. They don't know what it was like to. You know, when there was shitty cell phone service and slow internet and when people, you know, didn't have any communications. And if you said you were going to be somewhere at, you know, six o'clock, you were fucking there, you know. Uh, you were there or you had no communication because they would leave you yeah. because you're not there. No That's one wants to be left to in the dark. So, I mean, fucking you were there, right? Hey, bud, the fucking show is at fucking 7 o'clock. Meet me at the bar at 5 p.m. If you are not there, I'm fucking giving this ticket to somebody else. I'll give you five minutes, and then I'm gone. I don't know. Whatever. No, we always gave gave like five, ten minutes, and then after that, we're like, oh, he fell asleep or whatever. People were less shallow, and they kept their commitments, and that just shit just went away. Just went away because of cell phones. Hey, bud, uh, I'll text you five minutes before the show and tell you I'm not coming. What? Okay. 
I got a new girlfriend. I got. Uh. That's cool. You know, that's whatever. No big, no big deal. But like, you know, here's the other one is like you call somebody and they immediately text you back. Why the fuck didn't you just answer the phone? I understand it could be loud, you know, but if it's like five minutes later, you know, like, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, what'd you want? Uh, you know, I, I, I'll backtrack on that a little bit. I use my phone as my personal device for the world. It is my way of, of, uh, of basically coming out to the world i can call text i could actually text my ex-girlfriend that i haven't talked to disown that piece of technology no but no but this is the thing i've learned how to control it you know what i do i realized at one point in my life i'm like god my cell phone bill is kind of expensive and my cell phone kind of stresses me out once in a while and i sat there and i go I asked myself, I go, who's paying your bill? And I go, well, you're paying your bill. And it's like, well, it's your phone. Why are you letting people stress you out? If you don't want to answer, you don't want to text. I mean, there's days where like, I just take like two days off. I don't even look at my phone. I just don't, I don't. Unless somebody's dying, somebody, you know, send me a letter. Send me a fucking letter. Nobody sends letters anymore. Nope. It's this text and this phone call, and it's like, oh, you didn't get back to me. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm not married to you. It's like, I'll get back. Like when I like when I send you a text, I sometimes I get antsy and I'm like, I wanna like, hey, did you see my text? You know how when you used when you first got your phone, somebody sent you a text, you didn't respond right away, and they said, Did you see my text? And you're like, well, now I did because you're fucking annoying me. It's like personalities go over the phone. Go, you know, it's like, you know, when you answer the phone at work or something and you, as a professional salesperson, I try to smile. I try to smile because I know that translates over the phone. You know, if I'm frowning, if I'm fucking out uh, of douchebag you know that's not a good vibe ring, you gotta ring. send good vibes yeah ring. Oh. Ring. Oh. ring ring what the fuck you want that's how you answer the phone at work oh that you're supposed to answer well, with a smile <laughs> well it would be after work if somebody called me after work i'd be like what do you want ring ring uh your call has been disconnected Please contact your carrier. You might want you might want to uh, see if you're uh, you still have a job. I think your business went out of business. No, we're great. I I actually got the guy that runs the the shop, the owner, awesome guy. He's I mean, or and the nice thing is he's he's been committed but relaxed. Like through the years, he's just put great people in great positions. Like all of our managers are really good and, you know, our employees for the most part get along really well. I mean, I feel very fortunate about working in an environment where it's like I'm relaxed enough to where I can offer good customer service to the people that are coming in, you know, and that's kind of rare. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I, I know I'm kind of selfish, but it's when I go shopping, when I go to different stores, 
sometimes I just realize the like disingenuous or like uh, people that don't really care about their jobs. And I don't think they don't care about their jobs, but I think their employers don't care about them to take care of them enough to make sure they're taken care of. You know, it's like, I know I have a job. I have, I have a certain amount of stuff I'm expected to do. I'm going to get it done because I'm getting paid and I'm getting paid well, you know, maybe I'm not getting paid well as somebody making 200 grand a year, but for me and my job, I'm getting paid well. And the thing is, I think if you look at different jobs, it's like, no matter how much you make, just, just throw a little five or 10% to the side every single time you get paid five, 10%, whatever. And then that way, when something happens and COVID hits again, some other variant hits and we got to be locked down for a couple of months and you're not getting a paycheck, uh, maybe you have a little to the side. It's like, just be prepared. I think if anything, this whole pandemic has taught us is just be prepared. Be prepared. I mean, what I could see from, you know, the very beginning, like was when the, I mean, if you believe the numbers, I, I believe some of the first numbers were ah fuck never mind i don't know what the fucking believe when it comes to those numbers but what it did prove was like wyoming uh idaho montana they didn't get the covid right away it took them a long time long time i mean start scouting out areas like is- you, you know i don't i don't really care the numbers of when how it was when it started you know the number i like best is Current, which is Florida, is the lowest rate of like deaths and uh, COVID ever in in the nation, and uh, they have no mask mandates. No, they don't make their kids, school kids, get shot. There's uh, Chicago. There are people that are saying that kids should eat lunch outside rather than inside because it is. It, it is more, it's safer to eat it outside. And it's like, you're in Chicago. It's like sub-zero. Like, there's snow. You want kids to eat their ham sandwich outside. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. I, would you want your kid eating outside? Not, I don't have a kid. You don't have a kid, I, wouldn't, but I, I don't I think any kid should be both, eating outside. Both, both me and you would be fucking pissed if we were parents, but we're not parents. We're just like, that's stupid. No, but if I was a kid, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be like, dude, it's fucking cold. I forgot my jacket or something like that. You know? I would tell my teacher, fuck you, I'm not eating. I didn't eat when I was a kid at school. I just had a Snickers bar. I had candy every lunch. The entire time I went through like grade school, middle school, my lunch, because our school had a vending machine. So every day I took my money my parents gave me for lunch and I put it in the vending machine and I got M&M's and I got Butterfinger and I got Twix all the time. That's what I could have been. I might be a diabetic. I don't know, but I know I, I ate gonna say that's And that's why Diggs is a diabetic. I, I diabetic I Diggs. I sugar straight for like uh, one, two. I ate, I, I ate candy for lunch for like three years straight. Yeah, your new, okay nick, because, your, your new nickname is D&D. Well, the, the good thing is it's progressed me because now I do like four dabs and like a 12-pack of White Claws every day. 
my tolerance as, and I don't need any, I don't need any blood pressure pills. I think my heart's fine, but it feels a little rapid right now. You think, uh, you think a really healthy person's diet includes 12 white claws a day? I don't know, but I'm pretty skinny. I mean, I'm, I'm like one, one forty eight, one forty seven. Well, well you've lost weight on, on the fucking white claws because the white claws say that they're like fucking gluten free, no. like hardly any calories, like a hundred calories. Like they're, like they're good for you. It's fucking seltzer water with fucking alcohol in it, man. Come on. It's healthy. It's gluten free. Oh, hold on. I'm going to weigh myself with the white claw in my hand because it's going to be in my body anyway. I am 155. I gain, I do, I literally fluctuate between eight to 12 pounds. I, I go between one, like when I was at 145, I was depressed. My mom died, you know, but now I just up my white claw intake. That way I get more calories and then, dude, 10 pounds right back. Empty calories. They're not helping. They're you. still calories. No, they're not. Just not all calories are created equal, dude. The only bad thing is sometimes I well, sometimes I wake up with a cramp in my calf. Weird. I wonder it why that happens. Because of, I heard I've been reading this book about dehydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think dehydrates you? <sighs> Probably. What do you, what, what do you think you sweat out after you drink? I was four to twelve of them. Hydrated me. What? How, what do you think you sweat out after you drink about ten to twelve of them? I don't know, but when I start sweating, I smell like a a bush of black cherries. Yeah, you, you ever look at your pillow and wonder why it's yellow? You think I'm peeing at myself tonight? I'm telling you, you sweat out alcohol and you sweat I, at night. My pillows aren't yellow. Bullshit. Everybody's everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yellow pillow. No, I yellow I pillow. Swear, well, <laughs> hey, my body by choice. My body says I'm not sweating out yellow pus from my fucking pores. I don't. I don't. Maybe my body's different than you. No, maybe I, <laughs> dude, maybe you I fucking sweat out. shit out of your pores. Everybody I mean, does. When when I pee, it looks like I'm peeing out gold. Okay, you need to pee out clear. Clear is the best. Yeah, but gold is dark is bad. Dark, darker the worse it is. Oh, oh. You don't want gold. You want fucking silver. I hope we get to that hundred episode pretty quick because I don't know how much (laughs) time I got. (laughs) Getting there. Oh, this is ninety three. What were you doing in the year nineteen ninety three? 93, I was a junior in high school. Uh, we had the best basketball team at Federway High School. Um, Michael Dickerson. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Stone. What's his name? David Stone. Uh, we played against Roberta Bergeson from Decatur. And Alonzo, he wound up in jail. I forget that guy's name. But... We were at that time. We were ranked number one in the state as far as a basketball team, and I wasn't part of the basketball team other than I was like the guy that like 
you know, tape their feet. I was the athletic trainer. So I tape their feet and oh, I think they said rub their feet. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no, I was the guy because I was I thought I wanted to be like a doctor or something. And then I was like, no, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get drunk every night and just be a sales guy. <laughs> and be a caddy at Chambers Bay. Well, life choices, but you, you chose I, golf. You chose golf. Well, the thing is, I or did, did golf rap. choose you? I wrapped the foot of a guy that wound up on the NBA. So if anything, Say your claim to fame. I have I a wrapped Michael bit Dickerson's foot. He scored forty-two. Dude, he's still in the neighborhood. I think. I think he's in, and like Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp, what a legend! You wrap Sean Kemp's foot? No. He told me he 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 pushed me away one time when I was asking for an autograph. He goes, "I don't sign base, baseballs." I was like, "What? What?" Yeah, Sean Kemp is, doesn't sign baseballs. Oh well, would Jordan? Possibly, shit. That'd be, you know. I mean, I think I have That's a good an question. old Michael Jordan like baseball rookie card from '93 or whenever the hell he '94, whenever the hell he decided to do baseball. Oh, I thought he went in baseball when I was like in eighth grade. I thought it was like '91, '90, '91. Nah, he was beating the fucking. Detroit Pistons. He's beating the shit out of Isaiah and Dennis Rodman before Dennis even got on the Chicago Bulls later on in life. I re- I remember Jordan was so good. I remember there was this one Sports Illustrated uh, uh, thing, and it, the cover was Jordan. And the thing is, it's like they were talking about like Jordan could go into any sport and be superior. They were like Jordan could be a downhill. A skier and just be superior. And I was like, and I remember looking, I, I had my book of baseball cards. I had like Ken Griffey Jr. Well, I don't know if I had Jr. at the time, but I had like Wade Boggs and Kirby Puckett. And, uh, and I remember hearing, it was a talk of our class that like how Jordan, he dominated basketball so much that he could literally go to baseball and dominate or go to uh downhill skiing and dominate, you know? And it's like, Jordan was really good at basketball. I, I wish he would have, uh, I wish he would have stayed those two years in basketball. I was only a year and a half. They, actually. They, they, they took the team up hard. It wasn't even Jordan. Jordan probably would have played for free just to see if they could get seven titles. I don't. Is, I don't. Th- I don't think he realized. Is, is, no, the thing is, even after they won that last championship, the general manager said we're 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 going to restructure the team. He was an ego guy. He was an ego driven guy, and he dismantled. He was a fat little fucking. What white was that dude, guy's dude. name? I remember him. I, he was a. But the thing is, he dismantled. One actually the best dynasty in basketball in in the last modern era. I mean, I gotta say that LeBron doesn't have shit on Jordan. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because most people do. Not LeBron. 
Well, fucking, he also thought that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was crying fake tears. He's also said a lot of other bullshit. Like, he just needs to stick to playing basketball, man. He's like, he's like, he's like how I feel about, like, Carl Malone. Like, I never liked Carl Malone. He was just seemed kind of whiny. But you know, Carl Malone is a good. Like is, he is a I good. Like he is a good conservative, but he was a little white. Well, he had he had Stockman too. He had Stockman too. Yeah, yeah. Stockman. Yeah, they had the Catholic white kid and whiny Malone. Yeah, but he was a positive guy. He was a positive guy. But the thing is, LeBron is just talk about toxic. I mean, who who else on his team does he like put up? Like, aren't you a team? You're a team of five. There's five of you against five other people. All this talk is about LeBron. Why don't you get back to where your focus is and your pay is from, other than your slave labor in China but uh, for your shoes? But how about you just get back to playing basketball? Like Laura Ingram said, and I'm not trying to be rude, but shut up and dribble. It's like if, if I started preaching at my job, I feel like I have a platform and I stand up on the counter and I say my fucking beliefs about everything. And then somebody's like, Hey, can you just ring me out for a bag of fucking teas? Like, can you do your fucking job? I want you to think and about, then, think about, think about how you the, get paid thing, at, uh, as a caddy, you're an independent contractor. Do you, would you be, be, as open as LeBron James is with your opinions about, like, let's say Trump to every single one of your clients right away? Well, the thing LeBron isn't is a, called a professional. He He's more of a drama queen. And drama <laughs> he's a prof- queen, he's drama, an actor. Drama queens, like Jesse Smollett, even, you know, he is very close to Jesse. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if. Are they Le- friends? LeBron. LeBron, well, LeBron James had that racist uh, uh, thing spray painted on his fence, and by the and he reported it. And by the time the cops got there, his service people already repainted over it, so they didn't have anything to photograph. Disgrace. Dis- I'm just disgrace. saying it's like. I'm just saying it's like. I I got people that don't like me, but the people that do like me are not me. That's gonna spray paint my own fucking house. I don't I don't I don't I don't think I would gain anything about spray painting something on my house and then claiming victimhood. And I mean, talk about victimhood. How about the 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 slave labor that's being used to make your shoes, LeBron. And then this, you know, this Cantor freedom guy that is finally somebody in the NBA is speaking up. He just got a citizenship. He's from Turkey. Hey, buddy. Mm. Hey, buddy. America, number one. I don't know how, where, where do you say he's from? That was a terrible. He's from Turkey. Terrible, he's from Turkey. Terrible Turkish accent. Hey, buddy. You bigot. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> but the thing is, this like no. The thing is, this cancer freedom guy is best, like doing best, this thing. Best drum, and, drum and, symbols in the world, by the way. Turkish symbols. And the thing, the thing is, the NBA tried to cut him down, and he goes, "No, no, I, I, I'm becoming American citizen. I'm becoming American citizen. I learned your laws. I learned this thing called First Amendment. 
constitution, you know, it's like uh, freedom of speech. If I want to uh, wear shoes, I wear shoes. And he's not even stopping at that. He's he's uh, he's choosing to put different shoes on when he chooses to. Like the, he's got shoes that are uh, supporting Venezuelan people because they got fucked over. I mean, people forget about Venezuela. Been one of the most richest countries. You want to go vacation there? They had rich oil that they exported and they became socialist and people can't even people are eating their pets yeah no no emergency supply supplies yeah. whatsoever no. no so he's as a matter he, of fact he, they sold their emergency supplies and like warehouses went unused because they were just fucking getting it from america and then selling it they weren't even giving it to the people fucking shit-ass government well shit-ass government on us no, I the mean not is, not we, us. We, Fuck no, them. No, but, no, but no, no, what I'm we, saying no, is, we 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 like to spend money. We like to spend other people's money, like taxpayers, and say it's going to a certain cause. And then, as taxpayers, we have to look on the news and be like, "Oh, that all was like sucked up by like corruption." Like, and we see it left and right. I mean, Costa Rica. All of it, Jesus. I mean, it's just. I mean, uh, left I and mean, right. You, you. How many, how many warehouses of like relief did you see just rotting away that wasn't going to the people because they wanted to do a political thing where like we're not getting helped and it's like it's in a fucking warehouse and there's a camera guy that's videotaping it. How fucking stupid are you guys? You're just letting your people just suffer for a political for a political win. I mean, that's how evil a lot of those things are. And I think a lot of those things fall on the other side of the aisle. I don't know. It's kind of like Jesse Smollett. He's the worst. He's the worst casting agent ever. He hired two black fucking guys to uh, pose as uh, white mega hat uh, 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 haters. (laughs) Dude. Seriously, I know. I know. I, I'm. I know. I'm bouncing around. I need. Like, I need to check in on that. Not the world is not sane right now. That's all I'm saying. Hell no. You know what's not sane is the fucking UFC main event, Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. Let's see if we can't get a live update. Let's see. Amanda Nunez should have fought by now too. So like, well, Nunez might have fought, but. I don't know. They might just be getting to the main event. Usually pops off about nine, nine thirty. The main one. It's a quarter to nine on a Saturday night. I have ESPN Plus, but I'm just gonna trying to look for a fucking uh, card update here. Are you guys very busy today at your store? Oh yeah. And what? Yeah, we were busy. Trying yeah, to buy so some we time. Busy. I look up these fucking UFC things. Oh, you're buying time. Well, I could just talk about. Huh? Uh, no, I could talk about Dave Chappelle. I, I I heard I heard a great interp 
interpretation of the black community. So I'm white, you're white. Is this going to sound racist? No, this is going (laughs) to coming from you. I'm balancing it. I'm balancing it because I'm going off of what I've learned from culture. I like culture. Okay, let it let it fly, and and we'll we'll ask we'll ask the audience. Okay, well, I'm going to let it fly. And what I learned from culture is that I really enjoy people that have a sense of humor, like uh, let's say uh, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy and especially a guy named Dave Chappelle. And when I uh, was going through my growing years, dating, flirting, mixing with people in public that I didn't know, know, what was one of my favorite shows to watch? The Chappelle Show. I watched all sorts of Chappelle shows. And the thing is, Chappelle was funny. Chappelle's a genius. Spell show, spell show. Outrage, bitch. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, he's rich, bitch. And the nice thing is that he is rich because he doesn't give a shit what any bitch ass person wants to give their opinion about. He tells you like it's it. And the thing is, if you want to find out what's really, think about the media and everything, everything. Think about culture, everything. You take people like Joy Reid, who's really not Joy, Joy, Don Lamont, who's a lemon. You take all these people that are in this culture, this black culture, you take their opinion on the Jesse Smollett trial. And they're like, oh, you, if you doubt him, if you doubt him, you're, ra- you're a racist bigot. And Dave Chappelle came out with sticks and stones came out with a comedy special that they tried to get banned. And he goes, fuck you. He goes, I I got so much money. I don't give a shit. You can't cancel me. You cannot cancel me. And he sat there and he went up there and he goes, you know what? People were looking at the black community like, oh, you're not backing Jesse. Jesse, you're not backing him. And he's like, no, we're backing him by being silent. Because obviously this kid did that shit. And it's going to come out later, but we're just, we're backing him by not saying anything because I'm not going to say that he's innocent and then have to be like, Oh, well. I mean, think about everybody that sat there and actually said, if you doubt this, you're a bigot. And it's like, we could kind of see from the beginning. It's like dating a girl that thinks she's pulling a scam on you, but you figure it out before she even fucking, called your number you're like you 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 just seen a couple of text messages and you're like yeah this girl's no good you know what i mean she's cute she looks good in her tinder profile but no i'm definitely not letting this broad know where i live is it called getting catfish or some shit like that catfish yeah when you're like someone sends you a picture like this is what i look like and then you meet him in real life you're like what the fuck Oh, I thought it was called Photoshopped. It's called, uh, yeah, probably. I'm not going to have to worry about that too long. What? What? So I may not have to worry about getting catfished sometime soon here, if not now. What are you, oh, you, you got a girlfriend now? I've been, uh, 
in conversation with some having some heavy co- talks. Well, you're on the air. You might as well spill the beans. Yeah. I give I give her two kids. She's got two kids. I don't know yet. I'm not I'm not I'm not about her, but I'm just saying about on air. Wait. Well, you're not saying names, but does she have two kids? No. No kids. Oh. Thank God. That's a unicorn. No shit. I don't even care if she takes half of your money. Jump in. Go for it. You're not going to live much longer. You, you, what are you like? You're like 54. You're going to live to like you're 90. Come on. Just live it up. In. Live it up. Just, just get a dog and a cat that shits on your bed. It's, it's okay. Have a kid that, you know, you have to homeschool because none of the public schools are good. And then uh, he has social anxiety issues because he's never been able to talk to other kids because they all shoot each other. It's, you know, it's where America's going. Wild, wild west coming back. Put it this way. You're going to get to know this person very well uh, sooner rather than later. But I'll give you details. I shouldn't have slipped, but uh, I slipped. I'm just glad I didn't know her before you, because then I'd be like, oh, check some. Are oh, you going no, out? Ain't no way you know this girl. Good. That's the way I like it. No fucking way. Oh, yeah, good. I have fallen for banana in a telepipe. Yeah, but I know her. <laughs> well, is this a, uh, is this the, uh, if your house burns down, she's going to save you more than you save her. Yes. That's uh, not, I'd say equal effort. I'm a fucking dog. Okay. Like, I mean, I've. So you said you're going to save the dog and she's going to save you. Well, that's, you know, that's good. I'm not like you. I'm not going to be like, Oh honey, fucking save me. You know what? Fuck off, dude. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ house burned down. It's like black and white time, you know, get, Dude, if you don't need a girl like that, I sure do because I am helpless when it comes to emergency situations. I need somebody that can. That's fucking, uh, I would fucking I would say that's ER. what is that? What is that? The fucking law where the weak just fucking thin themselves out. Hospice. Don't be that person. Be hard to kill. I I I'm getting ready. Don't for don't hospice. stop living in a world of comfort. Challenge yourself a little bit there, parts. I'm just trying to remember where don't, I put my dab break. What, what, tell, what are, you, what tell, are we tell, talking about? Tell, tell me about goals. Tell me about goals? goals. Yeah, tell me about goals. What goals you got? What kind of goals you got in your life? Any? Well, I just ate some beans a while ago, and I know my goal is to go to the bathroom here shortly, and I'm hoping it's in between shows. Man, you sound like you're 87 years old already. Well, well, I'm trying to get my comedy script up so I know what to do when I'm going to be an unemployed. I don't know. You got to go do it first. How can you do that yeah. if you don't go do it? I'm doing it now. It's Wednesday, called a test drive. Wednesday nights. You've been test driving for two years. Come on, man. I know. I'm, when are you going to tell us a date? When are you I'm getting t- my material together so if like a half an hour show doesn't go well, yeah, there's a I fucking fuck, fucking hundred hours of this shit online. You can find five minutes of something to get up there. Come on. I think, you know, give us I a think, date I, by the end I, of the year. I think we got so much good shit. I could actually just go up on stage and have a recorder 
or my phone and push play on a certain episode and just let them listen to what I said, like, you know, eight months ago and just stand there and smile. Okay. Go ahead. Do it. Then. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Do it. I will know. I'm going to go up on the stage. I would love to. I'm my challenge to, to you, this. brother to brother. Listen, get you're on not gonna, fucking you're stage not, by the end of the year. Not, you got fucking not. three weeks to do it. No, I'm not gonna do. No, I'm not gonna do it by the end of the year because I'm Why? not gonna get a COVID shot to go get. No, I you gotta have wait to get a COVID shot. Oh well, they don't let minors in bars anymore, do they? What else don't you want to do in life? Well, if we reverse positive, like I'm gonna say something I don't want to do, and I hope it happens again. I don't ever want to get laid again. Jesus Christ. It'd be really nice. Oh, that's why we don't. Well, no, because that way I don't have to worry about impregnating anybody. Asexual. No, I just don't want to have any kids. No, could you imagine having a kid that you really don't want? Like you look at him and you're like, I have nothing in common with this kid, but I got to love him and educate him. And and he doesn't agree with anything with you. And by the time he's 16, he's taking your own car. Not asking you, and by seventeen, he's telling you you don't know any idea what you think politically, and then he goes to some fucking communist fucking college, and then he doesn't talk to you for ten years, and then on your deathbed, he comes back and he goes, "Dad, you were right. I should have I should have thought about family and being there for everybody, and uh, you know, but uh, and then I'm just like, uh, will you shut up." Give me a cigarette. <laughs> I won't care. Fuck. I already see it plan out. I already know my life. My life is planned out in front of me in my head. Maybe maybe I'm a little clairvoyant and I just thought, nah, not gonna do that. Your life is planned out in your head, so what's the what's the goal? What's the plan? Smoke cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes all day? Your life's planned out before you even get here. You kind of choose what you want to do, in my opinion. But the thing is, when you kind of look at it, you kind of, you, you, we are all selfish. You're selfish for not being married, not having any kids, just like I am. The only difference is I'm a little older than you. I've, I, you, well, I, you, I have you, changed my you, stance on that like dramatically you, over the past like five years, big time. Well, especially in the tw- last 24 hours. But the thing is, you actually <laughs> you actually think you can impregnate a girl and have a healthy kid right now, which is totally possible. I'm at the age where I'm going to impregnate a kid and we're going to get a kid with like fucking spinal bifida or fucking just, you know, some fucked up, you know, shit happens. So I'm just like, nope, just psh, no more kids. I'm just getting cats and dogs. And if you want to be it, we don't need any more. I, we don't need any more assholes on this planet anyway. I am a total asshole. I will tell you. I'll tell when you, you drink, I, you are the, like seriously. You are a handful. Well, I'm just saying. Uncle Ted told me to make sure both of my fucking uh, middle fingers are cocked and loaded all the time, and use them every day. You know what? He's goddamn right. But you know what? Don't point them at your friends. No, they were to the side. Only, only put your finger on the trigger if you're intending to kill. Oh no, you don't even. No, 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 no. Always expect the chain. There's one in the chamber. Don't, don't aim. You, 
I don't even want to get into gun safety. I've been thinking about gun safety a lot because there's a lot more people that are armed around the, Listen, the nation. Have you even and shot I, your fucking I hope, gun? I hope. What? Have you even shot that thing yet? No. Fucking sell it to me. I'll actually use no. it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a dude. The only time this thing's going to get shot is when I need to use it. You got, you, you gotta have remember, to practice. I, you got, you got to remember I've shot many a shotguns. I've shot many a handguns. I, and before that I even did duck hunt on Nintendo. So, you know, I have a lot of practice. No, but the thing is I've shot guns. I've shot guns. I know how to load, I loaded it, everything, you know, but the thing is, I, it's, ammo's expensive. And even the range ammo's expensive. I know how to shoot a gun. I've checked out the gun. I know it works. I haven't Do shot you? it. Well, I guarantee <laughs> you, if it doesn't fire the first time... If I make sure there's one in the chamber and I pull the trigger because I know where the safety's at and it doesn't go off, at least I have a fucking numchuck Walther I'm throwing at somebody that I hope hits him in the head. What if you, like, fucking pull the trigger and, you know, it's just a little off, like you maybe didn't got the... Maybe fuck the slide up or something like that, or you got a defective one. I don't know. The fucking thing blows up in your hand. Let me ask you a question. Anybody buy a fucking car online? Anybody buy a car online? They're stupid if they do. And no, think about this. No, people do it all the time. People buy houses online. No, no, just listen to me. But you get a car online. They drop it off. Carvana or whatever that Vana is. They drop it off. They boom, leave you the car. Here's the keys. You jump in. You pay for the car. You pay for the car. I don't think anybody's ever fucking put the keys in the ignition, turn it on and be like, it doesn't start. Like, so in my opinion, I bought a gun. I know what a gun does. I know as soon as it's loaded, I cock it and I point it and I pull the trigger. I know what's going to happen. I don't need to test it. That's what's going to happen. I'm already used to a recoil from other guns that I shot in the past. Even though I haven't done it for years, it, it, it's pretty much like, Someone someone call us at 206-399-5063 and tell Diggler that he needs to practice using his gun. It's like fucking owning a car that's manual and saying, I know how to turn the key on. Okay, try driving that thing, you know, under pressure. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, man, practice. I think we wrap it right here. We got it. We're going to continue tonight. It's Saturday night. Old friend uh, on the next episode. Brian Muncy, right? Looking forward to it. We got a two for we got a two for. It's a double special. It's like back in the cinema when you actually only paid for one show and you got two. It's and a, you're not paying for anything, so you might as well stick around. It's a double header on a Saturday night. Stick double around. Double header at baseball. Mega boy, I'm back at a Trump train. This beast rapping 45, that's all day. Rapping Trump the long way. Out the drain, the swamp now. It's gonna be.